You are listening to the Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. Well, again, good morning. Good morning, one and all, on this just really crisp, refreshing morning. Uh, three, four degrees, right? Might be five now. This is second service. Light is out. And so five, six, come on, seven, Lord. That's your holy number. Um, so uh, uh, my name is Bruce. I'm a youth pastor here. Um, and I get the privilege, uh, honor, really, to, to share with you this morning as we continue uh, this series that we started last Sunday called uh, No Perfect People Allowed. Uh, none. No Perfect People Allowed. Look at your neighbor and tell them you're not perfect. Do it. Come on now. Come on. Tell them. Don't be mean about it. Some wives look at their husbands a little too quick. They were like, you're not perfect. Guys are struggling too. Uh, what? You're not perfect. But no perfect people allowed. And we started this series all around the, the heart, the idea of, of we are imperfect people living in an imperfect world, but we serve a perfect God. And um, the, the purpose of this church, the Gateway Church, um, is to reach those um, that aren't perfect because, again, none of us are perfect, but to reach those, to go outside these four walls, to go into this community, which is Ferrysburg, but then the Lake Shore and all up and down uh, West Michigan. We want to reach, uh, reach those that might be lost, away, um, don't know about God. And, and if you're here this morning, if you're new with us, man, we're, I'm excited. I just want to say hello. Hello. Uh, Good morning, and uh, I just, man, I, I again, I'm, I, I'm privileged to be up here and maybe shake some things up, and uh, God's been putting stuff on my heart um, in preparation for this message, and I just want to communicate this to you. Before I do so, though, I just want you to know that, that man, we, we serve a living God. It's, it's, it's God, his son, and the Holy Spirit, his son being Jesus Christ, and, and that's who we, we love and know and believe to be true. That, uh, it's not just a, a good person. Right? Jesus isn't just a good individual, a good man that lived a good life and did good deeds, but he was, in fact, God, that God loved us. He sent his son. He lived among us, and uh, he taught us. He loved us. He endured, and he, and he ultimately uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice in, in giving up his life for us so that we could have an eternity with him, that we could be saved by him and have that relationship. So if you're here this morning, um, I don't want this to be just a, a, a talk that, um, man, that was good. I've seen these before, like TED Talks and things like that. But it's, it's really, it's more of, man, just tuning in, getting on the edge of our seats, leaning in and really hearing what God has for us this morning. And so with that said, I'm going to hop, hop right into it in Genesis 25. And so if you're there, I, I, um, um, while you get there, you're not there. Why would you be there? You're like, oh, I just heard you say Genesis 25. So get there. Get there. I'm just excited, y'all. Like, I'm, 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 mm, it's good. Second service, too. You guys are ready to go, too. You, you got that sleep, got that caffeine in you. Um, but get there, Genesis 25. And I'm just going to um, uh, give a recap, build up to this scripture you're about to read and, and even the message this morning. I don't have a title for it. It's just simply part two of, of this series. And But the character we're going to be looking at today is that of Jacob. Um, may, many of you heard this story, Jacob and Esau. Even though Esau was older than Jacob, it is always, right, Jacob and Esau. And, and these were the two boys, the two sons of, of Isaac and Isaac, who was the son of Abraham. And if you know Abraham, right, he had many sons. And many sons had Father Abraham. Right, come on, second service. I need you to... I'm one of them, and so are you. 
So let's all praise the Lord. Da, da, da. Okay, that's enough singing. I'm going to leave it up to the worship team. But um, again, as you're getting there, Genesis 25, we're going to start in verse 22. And, and so uh, Isaac and Rebekah, his wife, they um, were unable to have children, even towards the later years of their life. And then they, they prayed to God, and, and God answered uh, their prayers, and they conceived, and, and, and they actually had um, not one but two, two boys. How about that? How about them apples? Be careful what you pray for because you just might get it and more so. And so here we go. We're going to pick it up uh, in verse 22. It says, the babies jostled each other within her. And she said, why is this happening to me? So they're in the womb and they're already going. Sibling rivalry at its best, right? They're going at it. And so she went to inquire to the Lord. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment. So they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel. And so he named him Jacob. And so we have these two boys, and again, uh, barren for years, but then they conceive and finally have, have two boys, and one comes out, and it's this great moment. They're excited, and whoa. He's pretty hairy. He's a hairy kid. And he's red. What is going on here? And so, but they, but they look at him and they say, wow, okay, so red here, Esau. That's my firstborn. My boy, how many of you, show hands, you have a son. When he was born, you were like, that's my boy. Show hands. Come on. That's my boy. Um, I, I have a girl and another girl on the way. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, hopefully, Lord, boy coming soon, TBD. But um, I, I love both my daughters so much. Um, but, uh, but here in the text, they didn't have daughters. They had sons. And so Esau was the first. And then Jacob came out, it says, grasping the heel, like holding on <laughs> to the heel. I feel like he wanted to be first, but he wasn't. But, uh, and so grabbing the heel came out second. And because they saw that, the one who grasps, right, the one who um, even if you look up Jacob, and again, we're going to focus on him this morning. Uh, there's different meanings with his name, the, the deceiver, and we'll, and we'll get to that, or the uh, one who God protects. And so we're going to get to all that. But uh, so they have these boys, and, and, and they, they, they grow up, and, they, and they, uh, one becomes, Esau becomes um, a hunter. It said the, a man, the one who um, is of the fields. And then uh, Jacob was actually quiet, it says in, in Scripture, if you keep reading after that birth. Uh, he, he, he dwelt among the tents, and so he was kind of uh, with his mom, Rebecca, and, and cooking and cleaning and, and doing these things and getting things right and in order and all that. And, and it even says that Isaac, um, so Isaac loved that he loved wild game, and, and, and he just everything about Esau, and so he loved Esau more. He loved Jacob, but he loved, he favored Esau while Rebecca. Jacob, and Jacob again, quiet, dweller of the tents, and so she again loved both sons, but took more of a, a liking, you would say, to to Jacob. And so, as we as we move on in this in this text, I just I, I was reading, and and the and both these guys, both the both these men at this point, they're men. They're well above my age. I'm not 28. They're they're older than me. They're they're actually they, they lived and they have life experience and they've been doing these things and. And, and, and so they know how to go about what it is that God has given them, like talents, giftings, all that. And so um, they know how to do that, and they know how to get what, what they want. 
Like they know if they see it, they're going to go after it. Esau again, manly man, you know, ooh, I'm tough and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go and get it. And, and nothing's going to stay in my way, right? Because I got the power of God and blah, and, and, uh, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. And, and so uh, he's used to that. And then you got Jacob as well. And, but he's a little more, he's more crafty. So he didn't have the muscle tone. And so he just is kind of with, with uh, instead of just the, the sheer strength, maybe more polit- politics if you want, you know, kind of in speaking and, 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 and talking. And so he's, he's got that for him. Um, so, uh, so we look here at the text, and, and one, one of the stories uh, I'm going to highlight too, but one, the first one is this. In, in chapter 25, uh, verses 29, if you continue forward, it says, Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came from the open country famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. I love the Bible because it was descriptive, saying he was famished, and he says, I'm famished. I just thought that was funny. Okay, tough crowd, tough crowd. All right, and Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Ah, there it is. So he comes in. Esau knows how. I'm famished. Give me that, right? He knows how. But then, no, 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 not so quick. Jacob knows how to get what he wants, too. And he says, first, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die. Esau said, what good is a birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentils. And he ate and drank, and I got up and left. And so Esau despised his birthright. Very sad, that, that last sentence, despised his birthright. And, and so you catch the scenario, right? He's hungry, he comes in, about to die, and and Jacob's like, man, there's, there's a choice now. Like, I'm going to give you some of this stew, but you got to give me some first. How many of you have siblings and you kind of barter with them? Like, okay, yeah, you can, you can have some of my candy, but what are you going to give me in return? You know what I mean? And so you make deals, you cut deals, and you do things. And, and so this was way heavier than that, though, right? This was like, man, his birthright. The oldest gets two things. If some of you that, that know the story and scripture, if those of you who don't, it's, two it's the birthright and the blessing. And so Esau, he has this birthright, but he's like, man, what, what good is it to me? I'm about to die. And so he, he makes a quick, a quick trade, something that he wants in the moment, in the now, for something that could have been, was going to be something even better. So he trades it, and he eats it, and I said this first, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even a five-course meal. Like, Jacob wasn't even waiting on him. Like, do you want some more, some sauce with that steak so you can dip it? Like, he wasn't even waiting on him. He wasn't giving him prime cuts of meat, right, the fattened calves, any of that. It wasn't out back. It wasn't Texas Roadhouse. I'm getting hungry now. How many are you getting hungry? I got to stop that. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't this extravagant meal. It was lentil soup and bread. It was it's like nothing. But a part of me was like, man, in that moment, how many of us are quick to do that, right? It's kind of like, man, we, we want something right now that we'll, we'll, we'll forfeit or forego what was actually given to us for something just in the right now, in the, in the now. And so, and so we see this as it unravels. And, and so Jacob took Esau's birthright. He doesn't steal it necessarily. Right? He doesn't steal. He makes a deal, and then he kind of releases it to Jacob. And, and, so, but, and, and it was promised to him, right? And some of you are like, well, Pastor, you just read that, like, one will go stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. And so, yeah, and that's correct, and it is. And it's, it was spoken word of God, and that was going 
to pass. It was, there was a point in time where all those things were going to come to pass. And those promises. And I just want you to know that right now, maybe some of you are in this room and you're still waiting on that promise. Like maybe something was promised to you in 2018 and it just now it's 2019. I encourage you, if he spoke it, listen to me. If God spoke it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It just takes time. But, but sometimes we want to quicken and speed up the process. Right? We want to go about things other ways, things that we see as fitting to us, convenient to us. And so you're seeing the story that, that, that Jacob, I believe, I don't know, like, again, he, he doesn't steal it, but, man, he, he takes it in a, in a crazy way, in a process that I don't believe was supposed to really happen at all, but it does. And, and so we, we continue to go along the story because, man, it just, and God was speaking to me. And Jesus even says this, for what good is it for someone to gain the world but to lose his soul, to, 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 to trade for that? And, and, and not saying that Jacob in this moment right now in his life, like he was a heartless, soulless person, but it was honestly kind of like this is the first part in the text and in, in this narrative where you see then Jacob doing things about I don't know, things, doing things differently, doing things maybe in the, in the incorrect way. Here, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I'll, I'll show you what I mean. So here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm going to recap the story. We're going to go to the next story. You can get there, uh, 27, chapter 27 in Genesis. We're not going anywhere else, just Genesis. So chapter 27, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to read this uh, verbatim and, and, and go through this, uh, we, uh, not enough time, but I encourage you in your reading, right, along with those soap readings, get curious. Man, I want to go back, read it. Man, the word of God is living. It's true. It's flowing. It's not this book that we just, that we just take off the shelf and, and, you know, and then put it back. It's, 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 man, it's the breathing word of God. It's the scriptures inspired, it says. And, and, um, and so I encourage you to read that. But here in 27, um, I'll paint the picture. Um, it, it's coming down to the last stages of Isaac's life. He knows he's going to be uh, passing away soon. And, he, and, he's, and he's older, he's old, he, he's blind, he's lost his sight. And, and so he just knows. And so he, so he invites Esau to come in. And he says, Esau, now is the time. Uh, now is the time. How about this? Can you go and catch me some of that wild game that I love so much? Come back. We'll cook it up. We'll eat. It'll be great. And then we, I'll bless you. And so Esau's like, yeah, of course. Of course. This is what I'm first born. Right, this is what is expected. I'm supposed to be getting this blessing. If that is what you want, you're my father. So yeah, I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'll be right back. You don't go anywhere. Don't move. I'll be right back. I'm gonna get it. We'll come back and we'll eat. It'll be good. It'll be great. You bless me. Awesome. And so he goes. And after hearing all this, right, Rebecca's kind of right there, and she kind of hears all this. She goes. She goes to Jacob and says, "Listen, your father just had a conversation with Esau." He's about to bless him. He's about to give what you, you're supposed to receive. Like he's going to give him that. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, like, what do, pretty much like, what do we do? And Rebecca's like, this, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Go get a couple of the goats, and, and we'll prepare those, and we'll make it taste really good the way your father likes it, and, we'll, and, and, and it'll be good. And he's like, well, what if, you know, he touches my skin? I'm smooth. I'm smooth. You know this. Like, I'm good with my words, and I'm smooth. Like, that's how I get. But, but I'm also smooth. Like, I'm not hairy. 
you did not name me Esau Dos because I'm, I'm not hairy. My name is Jacob. And so um, she said, what do we do? And she said, oh, don't, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll just cover it up, and it's great. You'll, you'll feel like him, and, it, 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 you, you know, when your father touches your hand, and it'll be good. Don't worry about it. He's like, okay, but, like, won't there be a curse that falls down in doing this? And, uh, and she's like, no, don't, don't worry. Like, may the curse fall on me. May it just, may it just fall on me. And now, like, you know, like, when, when you scheme with someone and you're kind of like, man, you're just as much guilty as they are. And so none of it is going to just fall upon them. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go uh, be distributed uh, equally, correct? Right? Like, if you're scheming with your brother and doing things that your mom and dad told you not to do, but you do it anyway, you climb the tree, and, and they said, don't climb the tree, but you do, and you come down, and they're like, what, did you just come back down from the tree, that 90-foot tree I told you not to? And so it's like, boom, you're going to get punishment. It's just going to happen. And so she says all this thing, and, and, and Jacob's like, okay, okay, yeah, let's, we'll do it, we'll do it. Yep, I'll do it. Um, yeah, okay, give me the, give me the, and so, and so he goes in the tent, he goes and meets with his father, he sets it down, and, and all this is looking good up until this point. And, um, and man, it says this in, in, in 27, verse, uh, chapter 27, verse 20. Isaac asked his son, and this is him asking Esau because Jacob came in, and he was like, it's your, your son Esau. He's like, who, who is this? Who is this? Oh, it's, it's Esau. It's Esau, not Jacob, Esau. And so in 20, it says, Isaac asked his son, how did you find it so quickly, my son, the game, the, 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 the meal, the, the, the food? The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Crazy. Like, not only is he covering up things now, not only is he using deception, right? And that's part of his name. Like, he's the, the deceiver. It's kind of, and, uh, but he, he's lying now. He's saying, the Lord your God. And not only, he's trying to give credit to God, it's just crazy. In my mind, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, how can you do this? But then again, in my mind, I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like I've done this. Like, how many of us have done some things in our lives and, and we might have gotten success and, and good things have come from it, but it, was, it wasn't really us and we kind of, we lied or we cheated or we cut corners or we did things that we weren't proud of and then people actually take notice which is kind of what we wanted as well and so when we get to that point we're just like it was it was, it wasn't me. It was God it's God it's God hey love you it was God right I'm just thinking in my mind like going back to to grades like I always know like man my my I wasn't the smartest the most intellectual my GPA wasn't that great, but I was always trying to get my grades up. And I remember, like, man, like, having these study guides that were nothing like the tests, by the way. Let's be honest. Nothing like the tests. You study, you study, and none of the questions look like what was on the study guide. It's the worst. But anyway, I remember getting those study guides and not really doing them all and knowing some friends that would help me. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just trying to tell you that I cheated. And, um, and, and I looked at study guides that I did not fill out, and I tried to study and do all these things. And, and I got like, I wish I got an A, but let's be honest, I got like a B minus, and it was awesome. It was great. And my GPA was going up, and people were like, whoa. Like, and my parents were like, man, you're doing great. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's God. It's God. You know? And so we, we give God credit. I know that's a lighthearted story, but there's things in our lives that go much deeper than that that are heavier than that, 
whether it comes to like our businesses. I know there's business owners in here and and it's like you 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 your business is where you want it to be, but did you like did you cut corners doing it? I don't you know, did you did you put numbers in other columns when they shouldn't be there and did you adjust and tweak, you know, use these words to kind of justify? I don't I'm just I'm just I'm just saying. And so we're at this point where we're just, there's no turning back. He he gives credit to God and and he even says that that he leans in and and gives gives his father a kiss and 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 when that happens, um, uh, his father smells um, smells Esau um, because not only does he feel um, like Esau, but he, he kind of smells like him, and so he's like, "This this is Esau, this is Esau, and I'll bless you." And so he blesses him, gives him. Everything that the, the, the first child deserves, right, uh, the blessing, the, you know, may, may people um, praise you and be praised, but those who, um, you know, despite you, may they be, you know, uh, despite it as well. I I'm just kind of uh, ad-libbing here, but, but if you read the text, seriously, I'm, I'm, you'll see it. It's, it's very detailed, and so he goes into the blessing, and, and then the aftermath, he leaves, and, and Esau comes in, and and he also has a meal prepared, and and Isaac's like, well, who who's that? Is it Esau? He's like, no, this you're not. Can't be Esau. I just blessed. He says, no, this is your son Esau. And he's like, I, I just I blessed Jacob. And he's like, what? And he's like, no, 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 no. You you must have some blessings for me. Like you must have some more for me. And he's, I'm sorry. I'm pretty much sometimes I'm I don't have any more blessings to give to. The authority is now to your brother. You'll be serving him, and he kind of sums it up. And and Esau's mad, like he's mad, right? He's a manly dude. He just goes kind of Hulk. He's like, I'm gonna kill him. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. I see him. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna get my hands around him. And I'm just gonna <clears throat> right in the <clears throat> and and he's just like he's mad. How many of you like you have siblings that mess with your stuff, or maybe take your stuff and break your stuff and try and put it back, and so you won't notice, but you're like. That's definitely um, broken. That was my younger sister. I'm going to kill her. Like, I'm going to kill her. Oh. And so we have these moments. And so here in the text, it's again, it's another moment where Jacob then comes in. And again, in this whole process, Jacob is what? Lying and, and, and stealing and, and cheating his brother out of the interaction with his, his father. And again, what is it, what is it profit a man? It says, right? Jesus says this, to, to gain the world but to lose his soul, to do things the wrong way, to have, have this, to have your heart, to have your innermost being be, be compromised in the things that you do and the, the decisions that you make. And so he, 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 he runs. I would. You can't blame the guy. Right? He runs. Rebecca's like, hey, Esau, find out. I don't want to lose two sons today. Like, like go. Like, go, run away. And so he runs away. Um, to his uncle, you know, his mom's brother, uh, Laban, and he goes and he, run, and he runs away, and 20 years kind of transpires, 20 years, a little over 20 years of all this, and, and Isaac, uh, man, he, he's getting success, and he's getting wealth, right? He, he, he marries, has a couple wives, children, uh, servants, um, you know, hands for hire, that'll help him, livestock, um, he's accumulated some good wealth, but all along, I, I believe 
Uh, I'm reading this, and I can't help feel for the guy, but he's still harboring all those things that he's done, that he said and did, the lying, the cheating, the stealing. And some of us in this room, we, we, we kind of, we can relate. We've put it out there that there are no perfect people, right? And so looking around, me included, there's some things that we've done, we've said that we kind of had a little of anyone kind of there right now. It's the new year, 2019. Um, maybe it's not going the way you thought it would be, or maybe you've accumulated a little wealth yourself or success or whatever, and, but you always have the things lingering from 2018, or you go further to 2017. Is that just me? Or And there's things that, that never truly go away. That never truly, like when you, when you finally get what you think that you want or deserve, or, but, but there's always something missing, it seems like. And, and we see this in early in Genesis 32. Um, it it, it kind of references his, his wealth. And, and so it, it's at this point, again, I told you the wives and, and kids and servants and, and, and all this livestock, and, and it's great, and, but there's something missing. There's just, there's just something that's off. And, and so Jacob kind of makes it up in his mind, man, I got to go back. Like, I, I got to leave here and go back. And, and, and so he does that. He, has his, he makes two caravans, if you will, two groups. He sends one ahead, and um, he sends some servants. They come back, and they tell him, oh, yeah, Esau. <laughs> Esau's there, bro. Like, he's there. He's got 400 people. Um, yeah, he's there. And, and Jacob's like, man, okay, so here we go. We're going to group first group, we're going to send them and, and just tell them, hey, these are gifts and, 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 and just and package it all nice. And so, and, and they're going to go and then we'll, we'll come up a uh, second group. And, and so it's kind of explaining this and, and it's in this process where even, um, where even it comes upon the angels of the Lord and that's kind of where the whole God protects, again, his name. Um, you can kind of see it, it's evident there. And and so they convene, and, and, and then they rest, and then they send the first group, and so they're still, they're still there. I'm going to pick up here in chapter 32, verses 22. Um, it says, that night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed the fort of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. It's crazy, too. Like, the dude already got the birthright and the blessing. But again, the process in which he did, there's something, there's something missing. And so he says, I'm not going to let you go. Until you bless me. And the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said to him, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he, but he replied, why do you ask my name? And he blessed him there. He blessed him there. He sends the first group. Now it's the second group. He sends them. And he's left all alone. It says it right there in scripture. He's, he's left all alone. And it's this part in my message this morning that I really, um, I really want to try and, and make this clear and communicate this in a way that it's not going over heads, that we're not 
confused, we're, we're truly understanding. I believe that God placed this on my heart really to, to communicate to you. So I hope that you'll take it and I hope that, that you'll run with it and you'll use it and you'll let it speak to you. But, but in this part that stuck out to me was this, was the part that Jacob um, sent everything and was left alone. And then he started to wrestle. A lot of us, we, we wrestle in our, uh, right, in, our, in our lives, or at least we think, and may I be so bold to say to, today, this morning, that maybe it's not us wrestling with God, that may, maybe it's just us uh, whining. I, can we be real? Like, I'm not trying to offend you or, or step on toes, but maybe it's just we're coming to, to, to God and we're just, we're saying, Lord, why? Why am I not complete? I'm, I'm striving. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm taking, I'm grasping, right, Jacob? Right? As soon as he was born, he's grasping. He's grabbing things. He's grabbing things his whole entire life, 20 plus years, all the way up to this point. He's got wealth. He's keeping a little bit. Got wives, got children, all that. Grasping, grasping. I'm trying. I'm trying to reach out for success. I'm trying to, to reach out um, for for, for uh, you know, to, to get that promotion. And, and, but once you get the promotion, how did you, how did you, you know, you grab the promotion, but then you're like, oh, man, the only reason I got this promotion was because, well, I kind of I kind of took someone else's idea. It wasn't really my idea, but I took it, I ran with it, and I, pr- I proposed it, and they loved it, and so now I'm promoted, and it's crazy, but I just feel a little empty in my life, and I don't know, I don't know why, and or or maybe or maybe you 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 want friendships and friends, and this is the new year, like 2018. You didn't have, and and towards the end, you're like, man, I wanna I wanna have friends, and I, I wanna I just wanna have that community, and so so you're reaching out, you're reaching out, and you're grabbing it, and you're and you're and you're holding on to it. But the way you're you're doing it is maybe the process is all wrong. Maybe you're you're grabbing it and you're holding on to it because you know, and you have friends, but now it's because you you've compromised, because it's, you've compromised your your beliefs. And where you stand, the, the water's gotten muddy, and there's no line anymore that's been drawn, and you're stepping over lines, you're stepping over boundaries for those that want to, to have um, a significant other, to have someone that can actually lo- like lo- love and take care and, and, and provide and write and all that. And may- maybe, maybe you're out there and you're seeking things and, and doing things that you normally wouldn't do and that you actually were raised that not to do and to wait till marriage and to wait until that commitment, to wait till that final, but you but you're going around it the wrong way. Your process is different than God's process. And, and so you're holding on to it. But then again, you feel, you feel empty. And so there's these things in our lives that, that we were struggling with. And, and we're not really honest. We're not really wrestling. We're just complaining. We're whining. We're, we're complaining. We're saying, Lord, I have this, but I, I kind of, I, I, I don't feel complete. I want, there's more. I, there's more. And I feel like that's what Jacob was going through and what Jacob was feeling. There's, there's got to be more. But, but Jacob got it. He understood that these things he was grabbing and holding on to, the success, the marriages, and, and even the regret and even uh, the re- remorse even of, of that conflict, to have unreconciliation with, with his brother, to just leave and, and disappear and, and have all that time. It, it carries with someone. Let's be honest. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but how many of you have done something, but no matter how much time, no how much distance you move to a different state, it can still linger. It can still follow you. But Jacob got it. This is the thing. I want you, 
I want you to understand right here, and I'm going somewhere. Seriously, focus in right now. Verse 24, he sent all his possessions, right? And Jacob was left alone. He was left alone. Can we say that together? Alone. One more time. Alone. He was left alone. He was left alone. See, Jacob understood to actually wrestle with God. There were some things that he had to do in his life. And I don't know much about wrestling. Um, I admitted this first service. I'll admit it again. I, I'm, I'm not the one to fight. Uh, I've been in one fight, and it wasn't even a fight. It was with Mark on the bus. We were coming home from school, and I got a little lippy, and he was like, okay, at our stop, let's do this. And he started pushing me, and I just went home, and that was, that was it. There was nothing else. Like, I've, I'm, a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm not. Absolutely not. But there's things about wrestling that, that I've, I, I looked it up, and, and so, um, you know, be, before before you, you, you even get to the mat, you gotta weigh yourself. There's weight divisions, do you know about this? Do you, do you, uh, do you know about, there's weight classes? Um, I don't know what they're called. Well, let's just say this. Let's say you're in the weight class of 103, 103 pounds. That's tiny, I don't know why they do that. But 103, let's just go with it. And you step on the scale and you weigh 108, you're five pounds over the weight limit. So before you even put on the earmuffs, put on the spandex, put on the, the shoes, the zip up, the, the breakaway snap pants, before you do the warm-ups, before you sip on some Gatorade to replenish some fluids, before you even step out into the gym, before you even step onto the mat to where your opposition is right across from you, you need to cut weight. And I believe this morning God is telling you, you need to cut the weight. What you are holding, what you are grasping, what you are now carrying and holding, all the success, all this fame, all this fortune, all these relationships, whatever it might be, what you're holding, there's still a void. And you're not wrestling with me. You're whining with me. But what I need you to do is to cut the weight, to let it go. Let it go. Drop it. I'm not talking about shedding pounds and losing calories and cutting carbs and all that and doing the Atkin diet and all that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying spiritually, we need to cut the weight. A lot of you are holding things right now, and I'm looking around, and it is crushing you. Every day gets a little heavier. Every day gets a little bit harder to breathe. From the moment you wake up to the moment you put your head on the pillow to the second rolls around where you do it all over again. God is telling you in this moment, cut the weight. If you want to wrestle with me, if you want to have one-on-one -on -one time with me, don't be bringing all this stuff. Let it go. No more whining, no complaining. Let it go. Cut the weight to then pursue my presence and step into my presence, step on the mat to then wrestle with me. And Jacob got it. Jacob knew it. For it said he sent all his possessions and he was left alone. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. It's going to crush you. Jesus says it best when he says, he says this, whoever try, or he says this, for my yoke is easy 
My burden is light. Come, come all who are weary and who are burdened. Have you heard this? This is Jesus, Jesus Christ, fully man, fully God. He says, come who are weary. Uh, weary. My burden is light. Learn from me. Learn from my yoke. My, my yoke is easy. Come. Come and, and we need to let it go. I believe, seriously, we need to release. That's the only way we can receive. We, we release in order to receive. And the best way to do that is to what? Is to be open-handed. Everybody look at your hand. Open it up. It's to be open-handed. Not closed-fisted, but open-handed. See, when you're grabbing things, you're grabbing things and you're holding on to things, you, you're never open-handed. And how can God bless you? How can God put something in you when you've blocked it off? When you're holding so tightly onto the thing that you think is going to get you to where you need to be, to have you at the place where you need to feel, to get you at the place to where, oh, wow, other, other people think this about me now. Good, great. Right? How? We got to cut the weight. We got to be open-handed. We need to release in order to receive the paradoxical teaching of Jesus. It's crazy. Some of the things he says are crazy, but I love it because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he tells you how it is. He says, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. But whoever loses it will preserve it. So in essence, you want to keep all these things, but man, you're going to lose it. It's going to crush you. You won't even have this life. But if you lose it, if you cut the weight, if you let it go, if you, if you remain open-handed, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to come into your life. I'm going to give you everything that you're needing. I'm going to be that source. What you're doing, you can't sustain it. I mean, I'm the sustainable source. I'm going to keep giving you what it is that I know that you need. And when we release, when we cut the way, we're able to seek the kingdom of God first. That's what Jesus, I mean, Jesus says this again, seek first the kingdom of God. And everything, all these things will be given to you. If we seek him first, if we seek not only him, but his righteousness all these things, all these things that we're grasping after, right? We're grabbing, we're grabbing, we're grabbing, we're grabbing. It'll come. It'll come in his time, not our time, but in his time. It is victory. Release to be open-handed. It is victory. I want you to think about this, seriously. In, in movies, and, and we see this, especially war movies with the white flag, it's usually associated to defeat, like I'm, uh, you won, I'm, I lost, defeat, but on the contrary, it's actually victory to be in that moment, to be in the presence of God to where you're not holding on, but you're, you're actually, Lord, here I am, that's it, how many of us do that? I'm not going to ask show of hands, but in the past, Week, how many of us have been in that moment, in that place where we just go to God and we just say, Lord, not me but you. Less of me, more than you. How many of us get to that place? The crazy hustle and bustle every day, I'm encouraging you, church, to be in that, that moment, to be in the presence where you're wrestling with God, right? You're having these moments where you and God are just talking things out. But you're doing so with an open hand. You're saying, Lord, 
I'm here. And that's where the true victory is. That is where the victory resides. Worship team, you can come on up as I close. We see in, 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 in chapter 32, verses 27 and 28, I wanted to point these ones out too. These will be on the screen for you. It says this, the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. And the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob. No longer will it be Jacob because you have struggled with God and with humans and overcome. So he gets to this point, he gets to this moment where it's just him, everything's gone. It's just gone, it's just him. He's cut the weight, he can actually step on the mat to be in his presence and, and he's there and he... And he starts to, I believe, have these, these recollections, these thoughts trying to creep back in. Because that's what happens. Did you know that when you pursue God, when you pursue Jesus, the enemy is right there to stop you? Did you, did you know that? It's crazy. It's just a good reminder. I mean, sometimes the easiest things, oh, I know, I know the enemy is there. But no, like... The enemy will do whatever he can to keep you away from the presence, from the power of Jesus. Whatever he has to do, he's going to do it. And the best thing he does, he's just, he says things in your mind. He gets you thinking. And so at this point, we see, we see Jacob say, I'm Jacob. And he already knew that. This man he's wrestling with, which I believe is God. Other people say it's an angel, or I, I believe it's God. He asked them that because he saw, man, all these things are coming back. So when Jacob said, I'm Jacob, he was actually saying, I'm a deceiver. What is your name? I, I've lied. I'm a liar. What is your name? I've, I've, I've cheated. I'm a cheater. So he's going through these things, and and we even see, and we when we see it, like sometimes we get caught up in that in that pursuit. Even when Peter had that pursuit of Jesus, right to pursue His presence on the water, he, even he started to sink because the fear and the doubt. And that's where the enemy tries to get you. But I'm here to encourage you, church. I'm here to encourage you this morning, man. Pursue His presence with all you have. Any voice, any outside voice, you just need to cut it out. Cut the way. Get it out of your life. Don't listen to it. The, the enemy speaks his native tongue of lies. He needs to remind, he tries to remind you of your past while God is saying, pursue me because I am your future. Are you understanding that this morning? That we need to be pursuing him no matter what, no matter what pops into our minds, whatever pops into our lives, whatever pops into our day-to-day, -day, our schedules, our lives, our busyness, the hecticness, the craziness. We need to be pursuing him. What is your name? Jacob. No, it is not Jacob. No longer will it be Jacob. For Israel is your name. You struggled with me, with humans, and you have overcome. I love that about God. Some of you are in this place, and you needed to hear that. So seriously, you woke up this morning, you got ready, you drank the coffee, and you came just to hear that, that your name that your name right now is not broken. You, some of you, are, you come in and you're broken, right? No, 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 no. See, when you pursue the presence of God and when you're in that moment with him, it comes from broken to whole. 
He'll ask you, what's your name? I'm broken. No. Now with me, since you pursued me, you're whole. Or I'm lost. No, 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 no. No, you're not lost. You're found. No, I'm a, what is your name? No, I'm, a, I'm ashamed. No. You're redeemed. You're loved. I'm rejected. No one wants me. I'm, I'm, no. You're mine. I'm nobody. No, you're somebody. You, you, you are my son. You are my daughter. And I love you. Some of you need to hear that today. God loves you. This thing we do, life, it is imperfect. We are imperfect people living in an imperfect world. But the thing, the beauty about Jesus is he gives grace to those that don't even deserve it. That's the beauty about grace. He gives it. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. You can't do good deeds. You can't make a list and bring it to God and, and get the doesn't matter it's grace that he gives to you and I believe he wants to give it to you this morning he wants to to take you from this state from this name that you've that you've uh, put yourself in and you, you've kind of it's your identity right and I think he wants to, this morning to be used to where you you come from here over here that again you're 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 not a nobody you're somebody you're not a reject you're accepted love it it says then he blessed him there verse 29 then he blessed him there there and if you take notes and all that and I encourage you to circle it highlight it underline the word there there he blessed him there for God so loved the world you know this for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life whosoever whoever whenever wherever there that spot that you're in right now I'm gonna meet you there you pursue me you cut the weight you open-handed and you step on the mat and you're pursuing me and you're not whining anymore but we're doing this we're talking there I'm gonna restore you I'm gonna bless you I'm going to radically change your life. And that's what happens by the grace of God. He blesses Jacob. So when you come to the end of whatever it is, your achievements, your successes, your faults, your failures, when you come to the end of yourself, there, that's where God will meet you. And that's where God, that's where he'll bless you. And he did. And I love that if you keep reading, it, there's that reconciliation between him and Esau, and, and it was great. And, and, and it even says that they, they hugged, and he grabbed, Esau grabbed Jacob by the neck and kissed him. And it was, it was just an amazing moment. And, and God continued to bless Jacob. Out of him came the 12 tribes, and, and the rest is history. And what I want to post to you this morning is, what does your story look like today? The story we read, it goes on, and it's great, and it's awesome. Yeah, there's highs, there's lows, but there's highs, and there's, there's blessings for the Lord. What is your story today? What story are you allowing God to write in your life in 2019? 
Can we do this? Can we all stand as we close this morning? And as we stand, if I asked if, if no one leave um, just for the, the, this moment, this, this holy moment, but if you have so, please do, please do quietly. And, but if you're here this morning and you're, and you're saying, Pastor Bruce, this, this is great. Like, this is all I really, truly believe. Like, man, wow, this, this God, this Jesus that you're talking about through this life of Jacob, and I'm starting to see things, I'm starting to connect things, and it's starting to look more clearly. But if you're here and you don't have a relationship with him, if you don't have that connection with the source that will sustain, that will continue to provide in your life, listen, listen, we don't become Christians. We don't become Christ followers to be perfect. We become Christians to live out the purpose that God has placed in our lives and to do so with him at the helm. Do you understand? Do, do you get that? And so this morning, I just want to offer this, this gift that only God can give, but I want to open it up this time where he can come in and give you that gift of salvation. And if that's you this morning with heads could we do this heads, bow, heads bowed and eyes closed? If that's you, if you're saying, man, I need this relationship with God. I'm holding on to these things, and I just want to let go, and I want to hold on to the, the thing that really matters. I want to be like Jacob, holding on to the only thing that matters. If that's you, on the count of three, can you shoot your hand up in the air? I want to pray a prayer over you and with you. One, two, three. Yeah, I see that hand. Yep, I see that hand. I'm going to give a couple more seconds. I'm going to give a couple more seconds. Come on. We're imperfect people. No one in this room is perfect. We've all made mistakes. We're all in different places in our lives. But this morning, if you are living your life without this relationship with Jesus Christ, now is the time. I'm going to give a couple more seconds. I'll even count down one more time. One, two, three. Yep. I see those hands. Thank you. You can put them down. Second group, first group, thank you. Thank you for, for shooting your hand up, taking that boldness. Second second group, maybe some of you are, you have a relationship, but things aren't where it needs to be. You've done some things and made some decisions. You said some things. You did some things, and, and now you're wondering, man, I, I don't even know why I'm here. How did I end up here? And if you want you wanted to get back, get back to that moment with Jesus where it was just, it's just you and him doing life, having that relationship to where, man, you're thriving. You're not grasping for things, but you're open-handed and you're wanting to receive what God has. If that's you on the count of three, can you shoot your hand up in the air? One, two, three. Hands all over. Hands over. I'm going to give it a couple more time. Again. I, I don't believe it. There's some hands that you're feeling it right now in your heart and you don't know what to do. I'm telling you. I'm encouraging. I'm not going to beg you. I'm just going to simply ask you, release. Release to him this morning. On the count of three, if that's you, one, two, three. Just shoot your hand up and now, yes, more hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to do, I'm going to pray for this group, and then we're going to say a prayer for those that raised their hand that want to have 
this relationship with Christ. So, dear Lord, be with this second group of people, Lord Jesus, that are, are simply raising their hands and saying, I'm not perfect and, and things aren't where they need to be. And, and I, I, I'm hearing you, Lord, and I, I need to get my life uh, back on track. And I need to start doing some things and letting some things go and start pursuing you and, and talking with you and being with you, Lord God, and being open-handed to where I can receive what you want from me, Lord. I pray for these, these people, Lord, in this place right now, and I just ask that you give them the strength and the courage to continue day to day in their workplaces, within their families, in classes. Lord God, I, to, to keep pursuing you, Lord Jesus. Forgive them, Lord God, for what um, the things they've done or said, Lord Jesus. Come into their life, Lord God. So can we do this, church? Eyes are open are back on me. Can we do this? Can we say a prayer? And it's not the prayer. It's not the, the words necessarily. It's not this, this magical prayer that kind of gets you saved. It's, it's what God's doing on the inside, and you're just affirming it vocally. So can we do this? Can you repeat after me? Dear Lord, I come to you this morning, and I apologize for the sins that I've committed, for the life that I've been living. I believe that Jesus Christ came and died for me and he rose again that I might have a relationship with you. Lord, take my heart, make me clean, make me whole, make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Can we give a shout of praise to the Lord this morning? There were hands lifted, and I saw those hands, and I'm just excited and pumped. Can we do this right now? Can we respond? I want to open up this altar in this time as Pastor Bobby leads us in this song. I just wanted to, to, to make this an opportunity where we can come seek the Lord this morning. strikes me about Jacob's story is God had a plan for him from the beginning, no doubt about it. He went about it a wrong way. I mean, how many of us have done that, right? But God didn't just leave Jacob. He went after him. And when Jacob encountered God and wrestled with God in first in uh, chapter 32, everything changed. And everything changes for us we are in the presence of God when we surrender. I love that idea that we release so we can receive what God has. We release our past, we walk away from those things, and then we can receive everything God has for us. What I'd like you to do, I'd like you just to raise your hands in a posture of saying, I'm going to receive here. And just in your own way, just ask the Lord to pour out his spirit on you to have an encounter like Jacob did. And it changed everything. It changed his name, yes, but it changed his future, the destiny of God's people. And we look back and we, we, we look to Israel. Those are God's people. And that's it. God is pouring out his spirit on each and every one of you right here. Lord, just do your work meet each one. Lord, we're walking away. We're, we're releasing. We're cutting the weight. We're, we're dropping the things that have held us back. And Lord, we commit our ways to you. 
Lord, we need you. We need you this year, 2019. And Lord, I pray that our future will be determined by your plan. We don't have to make it up ourselves, but Lord, that you would do the work. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. And now as we go here in just a moment, Lord, I pray that you go before us, behind us, and all around us. Bring us back together again next week in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Why don't you turn and greet someone as you go? Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegatewaygh.com.